This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is for you, Peter. Love this. Billy Joel. By the way, this is a new record that came out today. was released. It's uh, Billy Joel live from the Great American Music Hall 1975. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know there was a new album coming out. Well, it's old. It's new. It's, it's new, new, but, but old. it's old. What's old is new. Yes. Listen to this. Come on. Come on, Peter. Mosh. This is for uh, the Islanders. There we Shout go. Out a little to the psychedelic. Islanders. Yeah. Billy Joel. Got to tell you, this 1975 concert, a lot of songs in here I've never oh, heard I'm of. I'm getting this. I am and the entertainer. That's, that's you, Peter. This is off of Street Life Serenade. Yes. Is that right? Give me some other songs. You want a couple other ones? Sure. Off this live record? Yeah. Uh, here's one that you might like. Root Beer Rag. Yeah, good job, Peter. Also, Also off of Street Left, or is that Turnstiles? I think that's Turnstiles. Okay. Here's my favorite off this one. Everybody, Everybody loves, loves you now. Yeah. Is this Cold Spring Harbor? Or? That's Cold Spring Harbor. I think Billy Joel's got uh, the show on right now. He's like, cool, no. my music's being no, played. You don't know that. He might be a warm-up show listener. He might have turned him off because Jerry Might be at here. the motorcycle Mr. shop in Oyster Bay. Mr. Joel, if you are, DM Al. <laughs> or call Eddie on the hotline. And I don't mean sour shoes call up as Billy Joel. I mean actual Billy Joel. Come on. All right, Peter, that's enough. It's enough of your nonsense <laughs> with Billy Joel. I didn't ask for it. You offered it to me. By the way, a very uh, alert listener reached out to me during the commercial break and said, uh, just for the sake of clarity, Joel Embiid did not actually kick the Nets player in the groin. His foot hit the upper inner thigh of the left leg. However, the act was clearly intentional and reckless and could have resulted in a groin shot, thus worthy of the flagrant two. That's from a very alert listener reached out. Well, that might be the clarity of it, but I think the intent there was to kick him in the nuts. That's what he's saying. The intent was there, but he didn't actually get a nut shot. It was inner thigh. So... It's kind of like uh, attempted murder. Yeah. Is it actual murder? No. I, think, I have to go back and listen to the soundbite, but I think Nick Claxton said in the soundbite that he kicked him in the groin. Well, Nick Claxton's probably trying to get a little sympathy. You know what I'm saying? They're getting their asses kicked, Peter. 
know if you heard. Hey, and their balls, too. And their balls. What's this? I'm very confused by this Max Scherzer situation yeah. right now. Uh, what just you one point. of It is on Root Beer Rag Street Left Saturday Good job, Eddie. Instrumental root, bag, root Beer Rag? Say again? Is it an instrumental track? Yes. Yeah. Nice. I'm annoyed by this Max Scherzer situation. So am I. Because I want some clarity. I need clarity. I need someone to step up and tell me, was this just uh, sweat and rosin? Or was something else going on here? Because Max Scherzer sure is acting like he's just going to eat this suspension. No problem. I appeal. No, I don't appeal. Uh, Buck Showalter, as Gio pointed out yesterday, seemed very lackadaisical in this. uh, He didn't seem to be making much of an argument. So what is going on here, Peter? Well, what's going on is that, like you said, you're looking for some clarity. Yeah. So the rosin bag that's on the field, yeah. he's allowed to use that. Yeah. So when he gets thrown out of the game and he talks to the reporters afterward, he's talking about, well, all it was was rosin and sweat. Mm-hmm. So they kept telling him to go wash his hands. He washed his hands in front of an MLB official. But now apparently some of the rosin he was using, or maybe all of the rosin he was using, didn't come from the rosin bag. Apparently it was in the clubhouse. Because and I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this cut at at six thirty with Boomer and Geo. Yeah. But Ken Rosenthal was on some internet show yesterday he was on the internet. and explaining that while the rosin bag is legal, there can be a situation where the rosin is not legal. Oh my gosh. So the rosin that's not the rosin bag mixed with another substance creates a foreign substance, <laughs> and that's how he got suspended. You're telling me Max Scherzer's using a foreign object rosin, v- different rosin? <laughs> a foreign object. Yeah. But no, you're but saying it's a different the, rosin than the rosin on the mound. Right. The ro- oh, the rosin is not 100% necessarily legal because if you take the rosin and you combine it with another with another substance. thing, yeah, it, it creates the, the clumpy th- substance. And the, the umpire said... After the game, and it was in the statement yesterday, that his hand was so much more stickier after the third inning than it was the first. But to your point, they what they put him through the other day was nonsense. Like if they were gonna throw him out, why didn't they throw him out the first time they saw it? They kept giving him chances to wash his hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. And they knew where he was going to put the rosin on. So like I, I don't understand why they put him through the three innings of grief and then threw him out. If they deemed it right off the bat that it was a foreign substance, why didn't they just throw him out in the first inning? But then what do you what does he do now going forward? He's using what now? Because he can't stop his own sweat and they're allowed to use the rosin. So what do we do? What do you do? Well you're gonna you're have the, the other umpire now if, if if this umpiring crew went to the extent of throwing him out of the game. You know the other umpiring crews are not going to look at it because they're going to say, right. well, look, if this one umpire crew threw him out for this, they're going to look for it. Well, maybe Max Scherzer should just hit the first battery faces right in the face and go, oh, I got no control. I got no <laughs> rosin. I got no sweat. Maybe that'll solve it, Peter. I think Major League Baseball has to clarify the type of rosin that you're permitted to use. Yeah, and if they have rosin you can't use, then don't have it in the clubhouse. Like, get it out of there. Out of there! I mean, this is weird. I, I just... Mm. There's so much gray area in it. Yeah, it's very gray, Peter. It's like a gray <laughs> well, I don't area. even know if rosin is gray. but I'm just saying the area itself is gray. I believe rosin is white. White. A white powdery thingy but bag. if it's going to be applied, you have to make sure it's being applied in a legal manner. Because yeah. now you've opened up this whole can of worms sure where you, know, you don't 
How how does any pitcher know what's legal and what's not legal now? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And by the way, if I'm facing Max Scherzer as an opponent manager, I'm calling him immediately going, oh, I think this guy's got sticky stuff on his gloves. You don't think the Sticky Dod- stuff. Sticky you don't, stuff. You don't think the Dodgers may have given a little advance warning to the umpires to... Oh, is that right? I, I didn't think of that. I'm just wondering if yeah. maybe the Dodgers had some intimate knowledge of that. But he's uh, taken the 10-game suspension, which for a pitcher means uh, they misses two starts, right? That's pretty much how well, it depending, works. Yeah, I guess depending on how they work it out, maybe it's two starts, maybe it's one. You had days off. So. Yeah. So, But, yeah, immediately upon I'm being, uh, you know, if I'm the next time Max Scherzer is on the mound and I'm the opponent, I'm being Billy Martin with George Brett's bat. <laughs> the points are. As soon as he strikes one of my dudes out. Check his uh, fingers. That ball had a lot of movement on it. Get him out of the game. Uh, but if the fine got reduced, that's why he agreed yeah. to drop the appeal. Yeah, but I don't. It, the whole thing's fishy. Fishy or not fish, fishy, Peter? Uh, Jerry and <laughs> I do a, do a segment on here called Fishy Not Fishy, where I present you a topic and you tell me whether there's something fishy going on or not. And my fishy. Not- oh, fishy, 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 fish. Yeah, we have production for it. Yeah. Uh, my fishy no fishy today is the Max Scherzer situation. Fishy not fishy. It's fishy. It is. It's the, one of the fishiest things I've ever seen in my life. It is the one of the fishiest. That guy said his hands were one of the stickiest. This is one of the fishiest. We, you know, what we, should, we should do. We should we should go get some rosin, uh-huh. and we should try and sweat. see and sweat into the rosin mm-hmm. and see how clumpy it can be as like a little test drive and, and see. Well, this is what Max Scherzer had on his hand, and you deem this to be. Legal or not legal. Well, the other thing is, we don't know Matt, Max Scherzer's diet, and your diet will determine what's uh, sweating out of your pores. Maybe he knows the proper things to eat to have stickier sweat, thus combining with the rosin. You know, everything is uh, everything is uh, scientific these days, right. Peter. So we know, hmm, if I have asparagus, my urine will smell and my sweat will be stickier. <laughs> and then when I pitch... I'll have a better, stickier substance, stickier than that umpire's ever felt before. We can get a good sweat in one of the studios here. You just turn up the temperature yeah, all the way the up, get really good and sweaty, yeah. and go get some rosin and put it on your hand. Let's let, let's see what this is really all about. But I'm with you, uh, Peter. If uh, this is a fishy, no fishy segment, and it is uh, fishy. Very fishy. Very fishy. Uh, Brandon Nimmo's going to be mic'd up for Sunday Night Baseball. Now, that's a good mic'd up. Yeah, I like that. That's this. a good mic'd up. Now, they said they're going to have conversations with him. In the field. Yes. Like, so he's going to be out playing the field and... And he has a microphone. Yeah, I've seen that before. They do that every Sunday That night. seems distracting. I'm not 100% into it. I think it could be enjoyable depending on the personality of the player. I saw this item the other day. I don't know if you saw this too, but apparently when these players get mic'd up and they do these in-game interviews... Yeah. Did you see that they're paid like $10,000 I did it? see that. Yeah, ten k. Now, here's my feeling on that. If you're if you're paying Brandon Nimmo, whatever it is, ten thousand dollars, and you are the announcers on Sunday Night Baseball, you don't need to thank him when it's over. No, because he's already been thanked with ten grand, been paid. So, like my, like I'm wondering as a play by play person, how would you get out of that interview at the end without saying thank you? 
Uh, how about this? Enjoy your 10K. Enjoy your 10K and Back uh, enjoy the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, just that. You, we go, enjoy your 10K. That, <laughs> that plays, and then we just move right into the play-by-play. That's it. That's, That's it. it. No thank yous because you're getting paid. It, to me, there's no reason to thank the player. Which is great if you're one of these players that's uh, not yet making uh, millions and millions of dollars. Uh, then that's cool, $10,000. Right. But the problem is they, they're going to want to talk to guys that are making the big bucks. And then what's this $10,000 even? I mean, at that point, if you're the player, you could do the right thing and just take that ten k and donate it to charity. There you go. And I would do that on the air so that I get some credit for it. To the Boomer Foundation. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, and this, uh, by the way, I know you guys are paying me for this, just so you know I'm immediately donating this to charity for the children. So that would be the right thing to that's do. That's the right thing to do. Great point. But why do they need $10,000 to do an interview in the middle of the game? Well, they got to give them something. they got to give them a little, a little incentive for getting yourself mic'd up. Because there's, otherwise there's no, there's no, there's nothing in it for Brandon Nimmo. The only thing he could possibly do is say something stupid that somebody takes as sexist, racist, uh, or too arrogant or something that's going to screw up his life. Hey, you got to give him a couple bucks. That way, if he says something so stupid. So you think if they give them the $10,000, yeah. <laughs> they say, okay, we'll do this, and I'll make sure that I don't say anything stupid. No, but no, he but he knows, hey, uh, at least there's something in it for me. I'm getting some cash. Because right. if there's nothing in it for me, the only thing that is in it for me is I say end up saying something stupid in the heat of play, <laughs> okay. and then I'm um, canceled. Would you would you want to do it if you were a major league baseball player? They said, let's say there was no ten thousand dollars. No, if to there's it. Uh, yeah, because I like attention, like Eddie says. You okay, I probably yeah, it would be cool. For, yeah. to be on TV and talk to the announcers in the middle of the game. <laughs> let's take a quick break here, Peter. When we come back, I promised you some Yankees and NFL notes. Yes, please, which I do have mm-hmm. on me, and they're correct. I double checked them. You mm-hmm. didn't cut and paste those. I did not cut and paste okay. those. I uh, I typed those out myself. And then Boomer and Gio will be here right at 6 o'clock.